Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tavisa Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tabas Samir, and I have Roxy Solati here today. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? So, Roxy was on three seasons of The Rich Kids of Beverly Hill, but she is an interior designer who is Parsons trained, right? Yes, I am. So, an NYC girl. I, I was for a couple years. <laughs> I love that because it's a great school. I actually don't live that far from there. It's a fantastic school. Yeah, and being in New York City is amazing, and yet inspiration everywhere you go. So being in New York and going to Parsons was really a treat. I mean, there's inspiration everywhere. Like, you walk down the street, and you get style inspiration. You know what I mean? Yeah, style. You look at the building. is beautiful. Everyone's apartment is so chic. You look at people's homes, their windows. It's everywhere you look at something. So I would love to kind of do, like, a, like a follow-up on, on what you've been up to. And I'm a huge fan of your blog and your home decor site and everything you've been doing. But I definitely want to talk about how people have met you. I mean, they met you because you were on how, about three seasons of Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. And um, what was that like filming? That was that was three solid seasons. It was honestly really fun, and I'm so grateful that I did it. But I'm very grateful to have been done out of it. You know, I think people don't realize how hard it is. It's you a know? lot of work. It's a lot of drama. It's really draining. After every season, we have like three weeks of like your brain feels like mush, and you feel like you're in, like in a maze still. Like you have to it's decompress. Like being in a maze. You have yeah, to decompress. Totally. I I was on um, a show too on Bravo, and I, I people always just say to me, "Well, you know, what you're getting yourself into." I didn't. <laughs> like it's hard to know. Yeah. It's a very bizarre experience to be on a reality show. You really don't, and um, you know, like you said, it's a lot of stress. Yeah, and it's it's like you're not in control of your own life. You kind of have to give up everything else. It's just a lot and I just wanted my own life back and I wanted to focus on design and I wanted to be creative and I wasn't able to take on the clients I wanted to take on when I was filming all day so it was just a lot. And that was sort of like why you made your decision to leave, right? Exactly, because I wanted to focus on my interior design and build a career and if I, how could I take on a client when I can't commit six months of my life to them? Yeah. Like houses take a long time to do. Yeah. So I had to make a tough decision. I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm I'm still in practice, and when I was filming, I literally had patients that couldn't book appointments with me, and that was really painful for me, because at the end of right? the day, <laughs> it's like, that's what I do. That's my career, and I felt like it was suffering. Right. That's exactly how I felt. So I was like, okay, I'm, I've had so much fun. It's been an amazing ride, but it's time to change. Um, are you in touch with anybody from the show still? Only EJ. Only which EJ. Is interesting. And I um, him. I designed his apartment, and I think he's amazing. I went into him at Bristol Farms last week. Um, 
but I don't know. I just, I think we, everyone needed a break. I needed a break from everyone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you, you know, sometimes yeah. you have to grow up and part of like growing up is moving on from, you know, things that you've been doing. It must've been scary to decide to leave. Yeah, totally. It was really scary. It was a tough decision. Yeah. Also, like, you're walking away from fame and being on TV. It's a lot. Do you miss any of that? Do you miss being on TV? Do you miss that whole recognition factor? I mean, no. I mean, I feel like it's still so much around me. Yeah. And I love, I would love to be in the entertainment space for my design, but I don't want to be on it. A drama based, a drama based docu series again. There was a lot of like emotional drama last season. I mean, really, yeah, you're... it was real. It was like real friendships and stuff that was that were going through roller coasters and playing out on TV. Especially your friendship with your you know really good friend Morgan, who recently got married, and now you guys have kind of moved on your own separate ways. Yeah, exactly. So that obviously is not an easy thing to deal with, especially on TV, let alone in real life. Yeah. So um, it's scary to, to, to leave, but you've decided to leave and focus on your career. Like um, now that you're doing that, people need to know. I mean, you're very highly trained in, in um, what you do. You went to Parsons, like you went to Parsons for interior design. You lived yeah, in New and York. Yeah, I love what I do. Honestly, like every day that I wake up and get to do what I do, I'm like, I'm so lucky. I'm shopping for flowers and buying beautiful fabrics and looking at amazing furniture. Like it's never work for me. How did this all start? Like, how did you know? How did your passion start? I just started reorganizing and redesigning all of my boyfriend's apartments and offices. <laughs> and I was like, no, baby, you have to buy this. And you have to do this and paint the walls this color. And it, I had a friend who was like, why don't you go study this? Like, are you crazy? Like, you love this. That's so cool. Like, I was like, no, I could never. It's like so like dumb. He's like, no, you can do something amazing with it. Well, it's really and funny because I am a beauty person, dermatology, and I tell people it's like beauty from like the makeup aisle to the operating table. But like about five years ago, I walked into my apartment one day and I'm like, it kind of looks like a fraternity boy lives in here. Like you would never <laughs> tell from looking at me. I had to get someone in and he walked in and he's like, this apartment does not match your personality. So I'm completely clueless when it comes to interior design. So tell me what well, I should do. Are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think first of all, is to find like, find like, what you like and mm -hmm. what you, I think what you don't like is actually more valuable than what you do like. Mm -hmm. Like if you hate purple or you hate modern or those things, you can narrow down to what you do like. Mm -hmm. it's harder, people have a harder time knowing what they like. That's right. what I've come to realize. So figure out what you don't like first. Yeah, figure out what you hate, like what's like what you can't stand, mm -hmm. and then like collect images on Pinterest of rooms that you like. And oh, Pinterest is amazing. I love Pinterest. You can like, I even go on it for inspiration, and I can kind of like, copy out the style of a room. I love how the sofa was placed in the sense. I love how they mix the blue sofa and the gray wall. Like you get, you kind of see how things can balance out. Um, and that's a good way to guide. So yourself. for me, I kind of realized what I was doing is I had, you know, a, a nice size space for living in New York City. Like I really do. Like I have no complaints. But I kind of felt like I was needing to put shelves everywhere. And I don't know why. Because when I look at a blank wall in New York, I look at it like that should be storage. It shouldn't just be pretty. What advice do you I have? Know. Okay, so then I it started looking ridiculous. Where in mm -hmm. like you want to maximize yeah. the storage, obviously, because yeah. you, don't, you don't have any closets or anything. Well, so I say, like, go for, like, a big cabinet, mm -hmm. like a dresser or a sideboard, so everything's not... So go for, like, pieces as opposed to only wall shelves. Only wall shelves, like so pieces. Only having wall shelves is going to kind of start looking not so great after a while. You want to, like, just minimize your wall shelves. Like, like in the kitchen or certain areas, you can have one wall of just shelves. Mm -hmm. But I like going for a credenza or a huge dresser or a huge sideboard to so have more storage and, like, a built-in 
kind of a way. See, you've spent a lot of time in New York, and now you're obviously back in L.A. There's got to have been some really cool tips that you picked up or just from being in New York, because it's all about creativity. Well, I feel like a lot of people in New York live in studios, right? Mm-hmm. And so studios, it's hard to create a living space and a bedroom space. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is always like drop a curtain in the middle or put a really cool bookshelf between your sofa area and the bed so it kind of breaks up your room without kind of congesting it. So it helps. Like I think it's fun to kind of define the space with objects. Right. So you kind of feel like you can make like a makeshift bedroom by maybe putting Yeah, like... that's what I did. I had a curtain floating in the middle of my room, dividing it in half. But I tapered off and I kind of just pulled it to one side. So it looks pretty. Yeah. So that's kind of like the thing here is like time, like space saving um, techniques and such. So you kind of said um, before we kind of started taping that because you lived here, you got to be really good at that. What were some of your biggest space saving techniques? I definitely think that in the bathrooms, I put tons of shelves. I'm a product girl. Like I love mm-hmm. products like you and mm-hmm. like I love to have every face cream. So on my bathroom, I had tons of shelves and tons of like baskets and bins under my sink so I can Everything had a place and it didn't look messy, but I maximized my storage in that sense. And then when it came to my bedroom, I just put double hanging rods in all the closets. I put the, it was those thin little hangers to maximize my clothes space. I think those double <laughs> hanging things are, are so key. I don't understand who people, the bottom of their closets are empty. That just yeah, drives me. <laughs> go to be at Bed Bath & Beyond and buy like two rods. It's so simple and you double your space. And then I think it's important if you can find a coffee table that has storage inside, so you can maximize your storage there. You can have under the bed storage. Some beds have like drawers under them. You can put bins under your bed, like if you get an elevated bed frame or, you know, so things like that. Exactly. All tricks that I've used. Um, you know, so but now you're back in Los Angeles and you have clients there, right? Like what are, who are some yes, of your clients that you're, like who are some of your clients that you're working with now that you can talk about? Well, EJ, obviously, from my show, and his place is like, pretty much done. Mm-hmm. You know, Terrence Jenkins, he's an E! News host. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. His house, it's amazing. I need to photograph it. And Jaime Camille, he's on Jane the Virgin. He's one of the actors in that show. His house. I just did a really cool office space for an app called Skirt. It's like the Uber renting cars, and it's like an awesome 9,000-square-foot Uber modern space. Wow. That's so you really do that fun. sort of business. How do people find you? Do you think having been on the show made you um, just kind of got your dream of your you know career out there so people knew how to hire you or where to hire you? Or did it I not do like much? I feel like most of my clients are referral-based, mm-hmm. not as much from the show. That's cool. I've that means... never gotten a client for being on the show. Isn't that weird? Like People go on yeah. for these reality shows thinking it's going to actually help their career, and I don't know if it does. i got to be honest no, with you. No, in certain sense, I think in, it gives you exposure. I yeah. think you know, your name's out there. If I want to selling products and making products, it's helpful in that sense. But mm-hmm. for one-on-one clients, it's a different business. You it know? is. Yeah, totally. Um, and also, I want to love the people whose houses I'm doing. I want to know you. I want to like make it look, match you up to get to know you. So it's a really personal experience. It's a part of you getting to know them and their personalities and what they like. Yeah. Like, I want, someone's home should match them. I'm not living there. Like, you're living there. So now, um, you know, what you have going on now is you have your interior design firm, right? But you yes. also have a home decor line. Tell me I about do. that. I do. I have like pillows, banana leaf pillows and chairs and candles and coasters and I'm making a bedding line. So I have like a lot going on. Which is cool. And what's it called? It's called um, Decor Me, right? Decor Me, yes. But okay. we're going to call it just Rock Um and just 
keep it all under one name. Decor me, yeah. Gotcha. So, um, what are some of the most fun projects that you kind of work have been working on? Like, what's something that you think was like really exciting well, to I'm work on? I'm doing this amazing house to this really cool clothing design right now. Is everything is pink and rose gold. Oh, everything. gorgeous! I love rose Which gold. It is so fun and girly, and it's awesome. You know, one of the things that's cool about your um, website is you also have a blog too, right? Yes. And your blog covers a lot of different things like decor, fashion, beauty. And no, I think it's all so connected. I mean, a beautiful thing is not just a beautiful house or a beautiful bag. It's everything. And I find beauty in everything. And my life's built around that. Do you think that, would you consider yourself sort of like like a lifestyle expert for the beauty, everything beauty. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So some let's talk about beauty right now because that's what I do. What are okay. your thoughts about like, um, you know, celebrity and plastic surgery and things like that? Only because um, one of the first things everybody asks me is like, oh, what have you had done? Or what's what that person has had done? And you being in Beverly Hills, you must see a lot of that. And what, yeah. yeah, what are your kind of like, what's your kind of take home thought about that? Well, I feel like a little bit of filler is okay. Like we, a little enhancing is fun, mm -hmm. and you can play with it. It's not permanent, but everyone's taking it too far. And we have too many Kylie Jenner clones. Like, Kylie looks beautiful, but everyone should look the same way. I know. She's like the most it's, recommended. It's the look that everyone looks like, it's very bizarre. I don't like it. Like, yeah. what about having the natural beauty with a little bit of imperfection so gorgeous, you know? Well, it's kind of funny because it's the Kylie Jenner lips and then her sister Kim's hips. It's everybody it seems to be wanting <laughs> that now, right? Um, yeah. It's not that it doesn't look bad. I think that people be on it, being honest about it is one thing, but also having some kind of control over how much because you get dis like filler dysmorphic issues. <laughs> you don't realize how much you've put in, you know? Right, and people get, take it really out of hand, and I think that's not pretty. I don't either. Like every girl looks the exact same walking in Beverly Hills. Everyone's lips are done. Everyone has the cheeks. Everyone, it's just too much. I know. I kind of remember, like, I don't remember when Paris Hilton had her little, or was it Nicole Richie? They had their, like, purple hair. And I remember coming to L.A., and every other girl had, like, those purple the extensions. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? Why does everybody look like this? It was so bizarre for me because, you know, you're leaving New York. You know, you, you see them on TV, but then you're out there, and every girl had those freaking purple pink extensions. I'm like, what is going right. on? So it's, it's like the so same. Funny. It's the same with Kylie's lips. Um, yeah. You know, you you talk a lot about beauty in your um, in your blog, and you kind of gave like your favorite beauty must have items and stuff. Do you mm -hmm. see yourself going into like makeup or something beauty related, or you, is that going to be part of your lifestyle brand in the future? You think? Totally. I mean, I'm obsessed with my skin, and I'm obsessed with skincare, and I'm obsessed with makeup. So I feel like it's so in line. What about um, your favorite right now, favorite skincare kind of hack? I'm, I'm such a Lancer girl. Like, I'm obsessed with these products. They've changed my skin like you wouldn't even understand. Never tried it. And he has this one serum called Younger, and it's hands down the best product on the market. Wow. I've never I've tried it. on my skin. I'll have to look into it. It's crazy amazing. I've never, it's Dr. Lancer, right? Dr. Lancer, and he has a serum called Younger, and I use it morning and night before my moisturizer, and it's bananas amazing i love that like just it's the name of my it. skin texture and what about like hair to like you have hair and fashion tips too on there so what's like when, yes. you, when you kind of write them what inspired you to write about the things that you like is it just stuff that you've tried um and yes, you really believe course. in i have it's everything that i'm really obsessed with so what's your obsession with your hair right now like what well i've tried a new shampoo it's called uh imponema or something if Imponema, I don't know, I have to look on the name. <laughs> I-P-O-N-E-M-A, I think, uh -huh. Imponema. Oh, okay, it's gotcha. 
so good. Okay, I'll have to look into this stuff. It's so amazing, and it's in like a goldish bottle. Um, my hair is really dry. It was really drying out, and it's amazing. It's better than anything I've used in a long time. I have to try that out. So now that you are not on TV and you've like left the show and you're focusing on your career, how's the dating life been for you? Because I know that you were kind of very vocal about that when you were taping, that it wasn't that fun. You're not having a great time. So are you seeing anyone now? I have a, a, a very serious boyfriend. And you met him after? or um... No way. He's been my best friend for the past oh, 10 years. Oh, that's so cool. And, and then does... we've just decided it just started happening while I was filming season two. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's so cool. And so he's, Yeah, he's like my best friend, my everything. That's fabulous. So you are now in a serious relationship, and you're focusing really hard on your career and moving forward. What's next for yeah. you? Like, What do you see yourself doing down the line from here? Maybe a design show, more products, just doing more fabulous spaces, hopefully a hotel soon. That's, That's great. That's like my ultimate design goal is doing a hotel. And what would you kind of say, like your take-home advice for anyone who's listening to you right now, like making the decision to leave something that really scares them? Um, what advice would you give people? Because you had to make that choice. I think you should follow your gut and know that it's all going to work out how it's supposed to. And if something's not serving you and giving you more anxiety and unhappiness than otherwise, then it's time to make a move. In a relationship or in a job, no matter what it is. If you're complaining more than you're enjoying, you really need to take that into account and do something about it. And also, like, with what you've been through, because I kind of read the comments people leave for you, and people can really relate to you, and, like, the loss of one of your best friends, and, like, the dissolve of that friendship. What tips do you guys have? Like, what would you tell me if I were saying I was going through the same thing with one of my friends? Like, you kind of... I'd say really sucks and it's like almost like someone passing away because like it's like you're you know your best friend and then you have a really good days you have days where you're sad and like nostalgic about it but if it it's you can always like enjoy the time you had you don't have to resent the person like mm -hmm. i have the most amazing best memories with her mm -hmm. it's just not gonna for now needs to be on hold you know yeah well it's really interesting because I was very good friends with somebody for a very long time and right before her wedding we had a, a falling out and really? I yeah it was really it really sucked because she was my friend for like 10 years and all of a sudden I just found that the more she was into dating him the less she cared about the friendships she had and it was focused on him exclusively and I had a couple of really huge important life events and she missed both of them and I kind of caught her lying because she put something on social media when she said she wasn't feeling well. So we stopped right. talking right before her wedding. And it really sucked for me because I didn't go to her wedding. And oh, wow. I just watched all these photos of her on her Facebook and her Instagram. And I just felt a little sad. I knew I made the right decision, but I felt a little yeah, sad. Yeah, that's definitely fair. And I think I definitely share those feelings. I yeah. mean, it's sad. That's all it is. Yeah. It just sucks. I think it ends up working out how it's supposed to that's all I which is I great it's okay if you feel sad about it it's okay like it's normal to feel that way like I have those moments and like it's okay I sit in it and I, I I'm better you know it, yeah and the, the important part is you're moving forward in your life and you're really creating all these amazing things which um I think is it's just fabulous to watch you know thank you it's exciting and it's important to like notice what happens when people are in your life and what does what's not happening when someone's in your life. And when things are happening in a positive way, you have to take that into account. Exactly. I think what's, that's so what's important. What's around you, who's around you. and 
Yeah. And sometimes you need to say goodbye to old friendships to just make more room in your life for other things. Yeah, exactly. Which is really cool. Well, I'm excited for everything that you're doing. You're, I mean, your website is just gorgeous. It's your name. Just, Thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah. And um, if for anyone who's out there who's listening who wants to check you out, how can they find you in terms of like if they wanted to hire you or check out your website? They go on my website. It's com. my first name and my last name.com. And there's an email, contact email over there. And I have someone that responds to all the emails. So, or you can write a comment on the blog, whatever. Great. I check everything. Um, funniest question. What is the most someone spent on an item like for their house renovation? Like what's the Ooh, most like one item? Yeah. Like what's, you know, you always hear these stories about these crazy prices and someone spending an insane amount on an object. Does that happen to you? The most expensive thing I've ever purchased someone, I think is like a $60,000 table. Wow. Which is a lot. I mean, people spend like 400 grand on a table. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So relative. I haven't had one of those yet, but hopefully soon. (laughs) But I can imagine as a designer, it's fun as hell to spend someone else's money. (laughs) Because you're like... It's the most fun ever. Yeah, because there's no guilt. I mean, you're doing it, they want it, and you're using their money to decorate their house with these insane, um, gorgeous... That would be so fun. It's like the best job ever. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank it's you really for great me. to catch up and see what you've been up to and just kind of see how you've come through to the other side of, you know, all of your thank success. Thank you. And I'd love to have you back on if you're ever in New York. Yeah, I'd love to. I might be there end of June. I'll let you know. Okay, you got it. Have a great one. Okay. okay. Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.